All right, let's uh, transition. Um, this is uh, week four of a series uh, that we started several weeks ago. It's called Mine. And we have been talking about the difference between ownership and stewardship, especially as it relates to our finances and our money and our stuff. And if you happen to be here on week one of the series, we actually handed out money to everyone who was here. How often does that happen at church? Um, And we encourage you to begin practicing this idea of stewardship by taking the money that you were given and then investing it in some way in God's kingdom. And then we asked you to come back and tell us what you did with that. And so we have a, um, a link up there that if you have not done that yet, you can go to that link, newdenver.org slash mine. And there's a, just a little form there where you can tell us what you've done with the money that you were given. And we've gotten a ton of great reports uh, from people. Uh, some people gave to local organizations. Some people gave to um, global needs. Some people have added their own money to what was given and then did something with it. Uh, some of you gave to people that you know, specific people that are in need right now. Um, one family uh, pulled their money together and they signed up to do a service project with an organization here in town that included providing a meal. So they used the money to provide that meal, but they also served and gave their time as well. Um, one couple used their money to provide a microloan for a family in need in Guatemala. Uh, one person used the money to make lunch and invite some people over to their house for lunch and just show hospitality to them. So lots of really cool and creative ideas. And if you haven't done anything yet, um, be thinking and continue to be praying. Um, and then let us know what you, you did with that. Now, for the last couple of weeks, uh, we've continued to unpack this idea of ownership and stewardship, what God would want us to do with all of the money and the wealth and the possessions that we have. And you might be wondering during this series, why are we talking about money so much? Is this going to end with a capital campaign, right? Is there, um, is giving down, is there a problem? Are you just trying to raise money for the church? And none of those things are true, okay? There's no capital campaign coming. Giving is not down. This has nothing whatsoever to do with New Denver Church. The reason that we're talking about money is because the Bible talks about it so much. It's because Jesus talked about it so much. He taught about money more than almost every other subject that he talked about. In fact, one day he was talking to this huge crowd of people and he made it really clear why the issue of money and possessions is so important. He said this, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That last statement is huge, right? Jesus is basically saying, if you want to know where someone's heart is, right? if you want to know where their priorities are, if you want to know what's truly important to someone, just take a look at their checking account. Just take a look at their credit card statement. Just take a look at their Venmo history, right? Look at what they do with their money and you will see where their heart is. Which means for my daughter Ellery, her heart is at 7-Eleven and Chick-fil-A. Okay? Um, right? She said I could say that. She's been asking, when am I going to make it into one of your sermons? I said, today is your day. All right? 
now, we could all go around and look at our spending habits, and that might be embarrassing as well. Um, but let's actually just step back and ask the more general question. What do we actually do with the money that we make? All right, so you make some kind of income. All right, maybe it's from one job. Maybe you get a paycheck twice a month. Maybe it comes from multiple sources. Maybe there's multiple jobs. Maybe there's real estate income or investment income. Maybe it's very consistent. Maybe it's up and down. But when that money is given to you or deposited into your account, when you cash that check, what do you do with it? And I want to suggest there are three primary things that all of us do with the money that has been given to us. Now, you could add some other categories. I'll talk about that next week. But essentially, there's three main things that we do with the money that we make. We can spend it on ourselves. We can save it for the future. Or we can give it away. We spend, we save, or we give. And for the most part, not only do we use the money that's been given to us in these three ways, we use it in this order. In other words, the first thing that we all do is we spend it on ourselves, right? We pay rent, we pay for food, we pay for gas, we pay for Netflix and Disney+, Plus. we pay for vacations or home projects, or we go out to eat, or we pay for takeout, or whatever it is, the first thing that we do is we spend it on ourselves, And usually we stop here because we usually end up spending every single thing that is given or every single thing that we make on ourselves. And there's really nothing left after that. Now, sometimes if we have something left, maybe we'll begin to pay off some of our debt, which is always a good thing, right? And you might consider debt a different category, but I'm not so sure it's a different category, right? Debt is essentially money we spent on ourselves that we didn't have. So now we're just having to pay it off. But it's still basically spending it on ourselves. Now, after that, if we have anything left over, we might save for the future. We might save for retirement or save for college or save for some big purchase that we feel like we're going to have to make. And then after that, if there's anything left at this point, we will give some of our money away. Maybe we give it to the church. Maybe we give it to a charity. Maybe we give it to someone in need. But this is what most of us do with the money that we have. And this is the order in which we do it. And when you think about it, this is ownership thinking. right? This is a perspective that says, I need to take care of myself first. I need to take care of all of my needs first. And then if I have anything left over after I've taken care of my current needs and desires, then I'll try to take care of my future needs and desires. And then after that, if I happen to have anything left over, then maybe I'll give some of it away. But most of us are not good at self-control, right? Most of us spend way more on ourselves than we plan to or that we can even afford. That's why 75% or more of us are carrying some sort of debt, right? And it's why very few of us can actually save or have anything left over to give. Now, do you know what this is like? This is like if you invited guests over to your house for dinner on Saturday night. And when they show up, there's no food on the table. And you look at them and you say, ah, 
why don't you check the fridge and see if there's anything in there? And they open the fridge and it's mostly empty. And he said, I'm sorry. I mean, we, we had a lot of great meals earlier this week. We, we cooked something really good on Tuesday night, but unfortunately we don't have anything left from that. Oh, and then we went out to eat on Thursday night. And I think we maybe brought home some to-go boxes. Maybe dig around in there and see if you can find some crusty leftovers. And if you find anything, just throw it in the microwave. And that's what you can eat for dinner. You see, we would never do that for a special guest. Maybe for family, but not not. For guests, right? If you invite guests over, you're going to plan ahead for them coming. If you have limited resources, you're going to save the good food for them. You'll leave the leftovers for yourself. You won't open 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 an empty fridge and show up to them and say, I'm sorry, I just don't have anything left from the week. And yet that's essentially what we do with God and our money. It's like we spend it all on ourselves first, and then we get to the end of the week, and we open the fridge, and we say, God, I wish I could do more, God. I mean, I want to give. I want to do more, but I just don't have anything left to give. And the problem is our mindset. We're thinking like owners, not stewards. Now, Jesus offers a totally different perspective because he says to the crowds that day, he says, if you want to know where your heart is, just follow where your money goes. And then he says, basically, it seems like you spend so much on yourselves that you're always worrying about all of the things that you think you need. You're worrying about your clothes and your food and shelter and all of these things. And you're just overwhelmed by worry. And so I need to give you a different perspective. Look at what he says. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things, all the things that you're worrying about, all the things that you think you need to take care of first, all of these things will be given to you as well. See, Jesus is saying, you're so focused on taking care of yourself first. What if you decided that you would start seeking God's kingdom first? What if you decided to change your perspective when it came to your money and you would seek God's kingdom and then you would trust that he will take care of everything else? See, remember the order that we often use our money in? Let's put that back up on the screen. We spend first on ourselves and then maybe if we have some leftover, we give or save. And then maybe if we have some leftover, we give. But Jesus says, seek his kingdom first. And everything else will be taken care of. What he's essentially saying is, we need to reverse the order. We need to flip things around. We need to reprioritize everything. So that when we reverse the order, the first thing we do with the resources and the money that he's given us is we resource God's kingdom first. We give to him first, not last. Which means saying to God, God, you're the guest. I'm going to give you the best. I'll be the one to open the empty fridge. I'll be the one to live off the leftovers if I have to. And God says, oh, no, no, no. Don't you worry about that. If you give me the best, I promise there will be plenty for you to left to take care of. Uh, There will be plenty of you to meet all plenty for you to meet all of your needs. If you have that perspective, if you have that kind of attitude with me, 
I will take care of everything. So let me ask the question, what if we flip things around today? What if you said, yeah, I've mostly been living according to the spend first, give later kind of thing. What if you said today, I'm going to start giving first. I'm going to start seeking God's kingdom first. And let's get really practical. How do you do that? What would that look like to give first? Do you do you give to the church? Do you give to charity? Do you give to somebody in need? Do you give to a homeless person on the corner? And I'll address some of those questions next week about exactly what to give and who to give to. But what's more important is actually how to give. And so let me give you three words that really summarize how to give. And this is summarizing a lot of what the Bible teaches about giving. And it's priority giving, percentage giving, and progressive giving. So priority giving means that you start every single week or you start every single month, or you start every single pay period, or you start every single year, or every single paycheck by giving, not spending. It means you determine an amount that you're going to give, and then you give that first. You just take it right off of the top. You start with that. You prioritize that. You set up a recurring gift or a recurring donation. So it's just built in. It's the first thing you do. That's priority giving. A percentage giving is just like it sounds. It means you give a percentage of what you make. Now, it's not about the specific amount. It's about the percentage. And the Bible sometimes refers to this. If you grew up going to church, you've probably heard the word. It sometimes refers to this as tithing. Um, there's a number of stories in the Bible where people gave 10% of everything they received of their income back to God. Now, the Bible never says that you have to give 10% if you're a follower of Jesus. That's not a command. That's not a mandate. In fact, I actually think 10% is a good place to start. It's just an easy number to start with. And if you've never given before, that feels really intimidating. That feels really like 10% of everything off the top in the beginning. That feels like a lot. But if you step back and think about it for a second, it's kind of like God saying, here's $10. And I just want you to give one of them back to me. You can keep nine of them for yourself. Like, I just want you to take one of them and give it back to me first and give to me about the things that I'm passionate about and that I'm focused on. And then you can keep the other nine to take care of all of your needs. That's being really generous on God's part. Which is why most followers of Jesus will actually just start with 10%, and then they'll start going beyond that. And that's progressive giving. It means every year as God blesses you with more, you bump up your percentage. Because the reason that God blesses some of us with more is not so that we can increase our standard of living. It's not so that we can have nicer cars that we don't really need, or we can have bigger houses that we don't really need, or we can buy more toys and devices that we don't really need. The reason that God blesses some of us with more is so that we have more opportunities to give. It's so that we have more opportunities to invest in what he is doing. And, and I know some wealthy people who give 15, 25, 30, 40, 50, 60% of their income away. Because what they've realized is, as God has blessed them more, they've just kept their standard of living in the same exact place. And they've had more capacity and more ability to be more involved in what God is doing in their lives and in their world. So, 
Giving first means priority giving. It means percentage giving. And eventually, I think it also means progressive giving. Now, if we go back to the main order, uh, you give first, and then the second thing you do is you save, right? Saving money is good stewardship, right? It's the wise management of resources for circumstances in the future where those resources may be more needed than they're needed right now. Now, how much exactly should you save? Well, there's not one answer that I would give to everyone, right? It depends on your situation. And this is where planning or financial planning becomes really, really important. And again, we'll talk about that more next week. But just like giving, you prioritize saving. You give first, you determine what you're going to give and you give that. And then you determine what you need to save and you save that. And you give And you save, and only after you give, and only after you save, the third thing you do with your income, with the rest of the money that you make, is you spend it on yourself. And you trust, and you believe that God has given you more than enough to adequately take care of all of the things that you need. Because he's like a good father. He's like a good mother. He's like a good parent. Uh, good parents that care for their children, that want to give their children the things that they need, right? And Jesus says he knows all of our needs. Right? He understands the things we're worried about. He knows what's on our minds. He knows the, the kind of place you need. He knows the kind of furniture you need. He knows the kind of food you need, right? He knows that the cost of living in Denver is really high, that we don't live in Iowa, right? He knows that. He knows that inflation has skyrocketed in the last two years. He understands and he gets all of that. And he says, if you will seek to fund my kingdom first, I will take care of all of your needs. I love the way the Apostle Paul drives all of this home. Let me read something he wrote. This is in a letter to his friends at Corinth. He says this, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Do you really believe that? That if you reverse the order and you give first, not because you have to, but because you simply want to, if you give first and then you save and then you spend, do you believe that God will really take care of you? That he will actually not just take care of you, he will abundantly bless you, that you will thrive and you will flourish and you will have all you could ever need and you will live the life that he made you to live. Let me close with a very specific challenge today. Here's the challenge. For the next four months, Order your finances like you really do believe that God can be trusted. Because that's basically what all this comes down to, right? Can God be trusted? It's not really about our money and our possessions. It's about our heart. And the question we wrestle with, is God really able to be trusted? And so my challenge for you is to give it a try. For the next four months, even if there's a part of you that's like, I'm not sure there will be enough, right? I don't know how this is going to work. I'm not sure I can tr-. give it a try. 
Right? Just try it for the next four months. And if it's a horrible idea after four months, you can go back to doing the, your finances the way you used to do them. But give it a try. Seek out his kingdom first and then trust him with everything else. And so practically that means um, if you are not currently giving anything that you make away, then you need to start giving. And again, just to be super clear, this has nothing to do with our church. And I'll answer some more specific questions about where to give and how to give next week. But if you're not giving anything away, then maybe the challenge for you is just to start the practice of giving. Now, maybe you're here and like a lot of us, maybe you give every once in a while. Right? Maybe um, whenever there is something left over. Maybe whenever there is a need that you're moved to help meet. Right? And, and those kind of acts, random acts of kindness, right, are really good and really cool. But that's not really what Jesus is talking about when he says, seek God's kingdom first. And so maybe for you, the challenge will be to embrace priority giving. And percentage giving, not just giving when you feel like it or giving when there's something left over to give. Or maybe you're here and you've been giving a percentage for a long time. Maybe somebody taught you this a long time ago and you've always given a percentage. Maybe it really is 10% and you've been faithful with that and you don't even miss it anymore. It's just taken right off the top and God has blessed you and your income has grown, but your giving has never really grown. And so for maybe for you, it's just coming to the realization, the reason that I've been given so much is so that I can give so much. And so maybe the challenge for you will be to progress your giving, to increase that percentage so that you can increase your capacity to be a part of what God wants to do through you. What would it look like for the next four months if you decided, I'm going to give this a try, The way that I normally think about money, I'm going to flip it upside down and I'm going to reorder my finances. Now, uh, next Sunday, we will wrap up the series. Uh, We will talk about a whole bunch of specific things. I'll give you some resources that could help you if you're new to this, some tools for budgeting and for giving and for saving. There's even a class that's meeting here at our church this summer that you could sign up for that engages a whole bunch of this stuff. We'll spend some time talking about debt because, again, 75% of us have some debt in our lives. So how does all of that figure in? And then I'll just answer a whole bunch of other practical questions that I know you've probably been asking or thinking. So please come back for that next Sunday. But today, I just want to challenge you. What if you said, I'm going to revisit how I think about my money and my stuff. I'm going to begin to live like a steward, not an owner. I'm going to reverse the order if I need to. I'm going to reverse my perspective and I'm going to trust God and I'm going to seek his kingdom first. And I can't wait to see what he does with that. Let me pray for us. Lord, I, I confess, um, and we all confess, that this is one of those areas where I don't know what it is, but it's hard to hang on to what we have. It's just hard Or it's hard to to let go of what we have. It's easy to hang on to what we have. It's easy to to cling to our money, to see it as mine. 
And so, God, we just need you to work on our hearts today. And if there's a part of us that finds it hard to trust you, we know that you understand that. We know that you're gracious towards us even in that. And so we ask you to help us to trust you more. Not just with our lives, not just with our souls, but with our stuff. We pray all this in your name. Amen.